Josh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Welcome back to the Nosh Podcast presents Let's Be Friends. I'm Sarah. I'm Natasha. And I'm Chelsea. And we are here today with a very special friend, Jamie Kinsella. Come on, Jamie. Come on. Hi. In. Hi, Jamie. I actually do feel like the title special friend is legitimate since I used to go to Bagel Nosh with you guys yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, yes. And that's where this was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie is our fourth, our missing fourth piece of this podcast. Yes. Real Nosh heads will recognize her voice. They'll recognize her boyfriend's voice in our song <laughs> and in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not he's not supposed to be on the podcast right now and yet he he persists. He's always <laughs> with us. Just <laughs> like yeah. Elizabeth Warren. He persists. Yeah. Yes. I was like, wait, too how soon. is he like Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> <laughs> Way too soon. But yeah, so Jamie's one of our, our first guests because she was with us from the very beginning and then, you know, she left, but we're still very much friends and we love her so much. She, this is unique. Uh, some of our guests in the future will, might have just a relationship with one of us, but we're all friends here uh, and we all know each other. Maybe not in the same way. <laughs> so I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, but I thought it, it would be fun, Jamie, if you started with how we all became friends. With you. Okay. I, with me. Oh, okay. How you three became friends. <laughs> how, we, how we all became friends with each other. What is your memory? Like, what are your earliest memories of us? How did this all happen? Um, I guess. My earliest memories of you guys would be individual, probably, but my strongest memories are of us literally going every single weekend to Bagel Nosh. I could probably give all of your orders. Can you? Um, can you? <laughs> on the, I, I can try. Okay. I know that Natasha got the lemon pepper um, seasoning on her open face, like avocado and tomato and cream cheese on a bagel. Wait, let me see if I can think of the bagel. I don't know if I, I'm going to guess everything. Uh, Probably sesame, whole wheat sesame. Sesame, okay, okay. And then Sarah would mix it up here and there, but she liked, no, it's only Natasha's. Natasha's (laughs) Natasha has a very specific, specific way of eating and a very specific like love affair <laughs> with eating. I'm like did you guys all get the lemon <laughs> I feel like Sarah used to get like something weird on the side like another egg or something like that I don't know I would get cream I cheese did. cream cheese on the side oh, yeah yeah but did I eat it for you because I feel like I was eating everyone's cream <laughs> cheese always yeah. 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 an extra side of cream cheese Jamie would love finish off the cream, cream cheese. cheese yeah so anyway, didn't recall as well as I thought, but <laughs> so that would be my strongest memory of us was every weekend going to the Nosh and spending like an hour just chatting our Saturdays away, Sundays away. It was a good time. And that was the inspiration for this podcast. And mm-hmm. then we did like a season or two seasons together. I don't really remember. I think there was a few episodes. I mean, I definitely started off with like the equipment gathering. We went to 
was it a radio shack we oh my, oh my god, god. i forgot about that yeah. that was an ordeal holy shit radio yeah, shack we was around then I will never forget because I bought a tiny charger like this big for my coworker who always used to borrow mine. And then we bought some equipment and then we subscribed to something on Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we? Something? Yeah. What, <laughs> what I remember about the equipment gathering is that we like couldn't get it to work for like hours and hours and hours. And then oh, we did yes. something and we didn't have any idea what we did, but all of a sudden it worked perfectly. And we were like, what? Oh my God. Well, I'm kind of interested in, you said you have individual impressions of us or like individual memories. I'm kind of curious. Are you guys totally curious? curious. Indulge us. Okay. Well, I, I do recall with Natasha embarrassingly obsessing over your skin to you one time when I was drunk. (laughs) Sounds accurate. (laughs) just obsessing like like I don't I don't think I touched you <laughs> but I was close to that and then I was like that's I remember the next day feeling extremely guilty because I'm like what why would I talk to someone about that <laughs> I forgot and then, about that but I I mean you did that a lot but I forgot the <laughs> first interaction I feel like I was like emotionally like obsessed Alcohol plus skin is a bad combo. Yeah, it's a bad combo. And then um, Chelsea, I recall going to your St. Patrick's Day party, but it may not have even have been on St. Patrick's Day. Probably not. Day. Was it one of those parties? It was like I a- have a really small apartment. I have a studio apartment and I like to invite like literally 45 people to have No, like- <laughs> well, I remember and you made corned beef and cabbage and um, Sean, I can't remember if he was working or what, and you made me a to-go, yeah. a to-go thing that he was like so excited about. And I just, I never forgot that. Oh, I love so that. I were you insulted? Just, Cause like you're from Ireland and you're like, this is not really the food. No, it was delicious. It was great. <laughs> and I was just like, didn't ha- know anybody, you know, in at that time really. So it was just nice to be invited to something. Hmm. Well, you know, the West side, I feel like even though I am not a performer at all, I definitely felt like everyone embraced me. Like I kind of was in a way, <laughs> I or just like, as like a key audience member, I don't know. I just felt like I made friends with a lot of people there. And then Sarah, I honestly don't recall the first time we met, but we became really close, really fast. I don't know. You were, sh- Oh, I remember now. I remember now when I met you. Was it you and Natasha? It was me and Natasha, yeah, at the same time. <laughs> yes, it was. It was both of you guys at the same time at the pub. You guys, Sean was your teacher. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, well, look how I excluded <laughs> Sean completely from us connecting. I was like, did Sean go to the West Side? I don't know. Can't remember. <laughs> yeah, he knows everybody there because of me and <laughs> because of my relationship with all of the performers there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it was, I think it was at King's Head. It was, it was at, no, no, no. Yes, it was. It was. And at I King's remember Head, yeah. like specifically where we were like standing around this like counter and Sean was like, oh, I'm bringing my like, or my girlfriend's going to come. <laughs> Sean was like, we've been together for a year or something. Like it was a short amount of time. And it was remember, short. Yeah, it was, it wasn't probably even a year. I remember being like, it's so weird because they seem like they 
have known each other for like Are way married. longer than a year. And then mm-hmm. we found out like mm-hmm. the actual story, which is that you guys have known each other forever. Yeah. We went to Vegas together and then we went to Sedona. We went on quite a few trips in oh, San Francisco yes. and Sedona. And Sarah and I were always like, in. The, we were always be in the car together, share hotel rooms and stuff. And mm-hmm. we became very, we were like the travel, we were like the groupies. We yeah. were the groupies. Sarah were yeah. improv girlfriends. Yeah. yeah, we were improv girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so that's cute. true. Because Bear Supply, like also the Bear Supply girlfriends would always like sit together. That was like always weird for me because I was like, should I sit with them or should I sit with like my improviser friends? <laughs> oh, so, interesting. I never for thought our listeners, about that. Just for our listeners, um, Jamie's boyfriend, Sean, is in an improv team called Bear Supply with Eric, with Sarah's ex-boyfriend, Morgan. <laughs> so they would all sit together. The girls would sit together in the audience. But that's cute. I so think- that was kind of like a choice. You're like, am I going to sit with the Bear Supply girls or am I going to sit with my friends? And I feel like Jamie kind of introduced me to a lot of the Bear Supply girlfriends too because you already were friends with them from being a Bear Supply girlfriend. I was like the newest yeah, Bear Supply well- girlfriend. <laughs> BSG. It was a very formal thing. We had to like put our blood together and, you know, pay money into like a monthly account. And it was definitely like, it was the formal, yeah, situation. Menstrual blood or like it was like a hand (laughs) We actually had to create an embryo with the bear supply (laughs) improviser. Freeze it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. One of you should give birth to the bear supply baby at some point. (laughs) Or maybe I will. I'm down too. You should. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> so Jamie, when you first came on the scene, so I've been uh, at the theater for like nine years and I knew Sean and then it was like suddenly you were there. My first memory of you, I literally was like, this is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in real oh, life. Oh God. <laughs> like, Thank you. This girl is so beautiful. Where did she come from? And I remember you were like dancing and it's really hard that this is an audio medium because I wish that we could somehow convey what an amazing dancer you are. Jamie is an incredible dancer. And I remember you were just like, for some reason, you were like dancing in the alley and you were so beautiful. I was like, who is this like incredibly hot girl who's like an amazing dancer? And I was like, I was really intimidated by you. Oh no. I was just like, she's so pretty and she's like a popular girl. (laughs) That's kind of how I saw you was like, if this was high school, I was like, she's a popular girl and she's not going to want to be my friend because I'm a dork. And then we got to be friends and it was amazing. And I'm still intimidated by her beauty, but. (laughs) Oh no. I mean, I guess this is like translating to like what I did to Natasha in a way. (laughs) Yeah. The very sort of like surface level. Yeah, when you when you don't know somebody and you like think of them in a certain way, yeah. and it is it is really interesting. Then you get to know them, and you're like, oh, you're not necessarily. I feel like everybody has these experiences, but you like think of someone in a certain way based on the way they look, and then but you don't know their years of history. Because like I would never describe myself, and I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> but that yeah, definitely would never think of myself like in that way of like I don't know um you're not like, like I'm hot and everyone's a dork <laughs> no definitely like not especially like the high school comment like no <laughs> but were you, were you popular in high school 
I wasn't um, unpopular. Like, I wouldn't say I didn't have friends or anything. I had plenty of friends, but I definitely wasn't popular. I was pretty shy. I was really shy in middle school and high school, except around my close friends. Then I was super my my normal self. But in like a, a large group setting, I always say like Sean was my bully. I mean, he wasn't really a bully, but I like to say that Sean was my bully because he was so like loud and like, not afraid to make a scene in class. And I was like, I'm literally just trying to get by with like nobody seeing me today. Like, just, can you just like not draw attention anywhere over here? And so like, I definitely, and and I guess like by the end of high school, I was very confident in myself. Like I felt fine. I didn't feel as insecure as like the beginning of high school, but um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was like, like, I didn't know everybody in the school or anything. My, I would say my friends were, I had friends who were popular for sure. Um, but yeah, I was not, I wouldn't call myself popular, just friendly in general. Fringe popular. Huh? You were fringe popular. Yeah. Very different for our British listeners. We're not talking about gangs. (laughs) We're talking about on the outside. I was only popular for my bangs. And <laughs> did anybody else want to share your first impressions of Jamie? Because I ultimately I want to hear more about this, like your your like younger friendships and also your friendship with Sean. But does anybody else have any distinct memories of meeting Jamie for the first time or seeing her radiance? Yeah, I mean, I definitely had this a similar experience of being like, Jamie is so beautiful and like cool and so nice and like it definitely had that like kind of popular like this girl is so cool and like I think also because you were like our teacher's girlfriend there was like that like yeah where we're like wow like Sean is so cool and his girlfriend is like so cool I don't remember I don't fully remember like getting to know you I guess I feel like I have the first memory and then I have like okay, now we like hang out a lot, memories. You were BSGs. Yeah. I mean, maybe because of the hypnosis that went into the initiation process well, of being right. a BSG. Yeah. Wait, what's a BSG? A bear, bear, supply. bear supply girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> You're so indoctrinated that you just don't I even didn't know. even, yeah. <laughs> they wiped your brain. Clearly. Yeah, they did, for sure. I think, yeah. Well, it's, I think that's, I don't know. It's hard to get to know someone the first time you meet them too, because you're the circumstances you meet them in, I think influence like how you think of someone too. Like, I think if you met someone at a, like a political rally, you might be like, oh, they're an activist when they're like, really just like a regular, I don't know. I feel like that like plays into how you read someone for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that about King's Head, I had totally forgotten that but me too until we started that was like definitely for I mean I was gonna say formative but it was literally the moment um that we met (laughs) but yeah I just thought you were so nice I was like wow she's so friendly and I think Sarah and I even though we had been taking this is our second class at least I'll speak for myself uh no I'll speak for us I feel like we were just obsessed with like making friends and like being in this community Mm -hmm. so you were just immediately very warm and we were warm back and it was like real yes no that's exactly when I was saying before like how the community like I don't perform I don't 
I didn't contribute to the West Side at all, except for like sitting in the audience. And I felt like all of you guys like took me in as if I was like, because it's like, I never went to classes with you guys or anything. So I didn't get to build those relationships with you guys. And I don't know, I always see people who are in show, like doing improv or performing is so brave and like outgoing. And so it's like, it's funny to hear you, Chelsea, be like, you're intimidating. Cause I'm like, uh, it's intimidating to be around like performers in general, because I consider myself like an audience member of the world. If that that actually, that super surprises me. I'm surprised that you don't consider yourself a performer because you are such an insanely talented dancer. Like don't well, you? Is- that, yeah. But that's like, a, I just feel like improv is so different. Like you don't know what's coming and that is such a different technique to performing than being like prepared to perform Mm -hmm. and being um like an expert well I guess I'm not saying you guys aren't experts I'm just saying it's like comes up in the moment that's a totally different kind of um like put like this even scares me to be perfectly honest like I'm like oh god like don't say anything right now I'm like thinking about like did I say something that (laughs) I don't know you know so you're doing great But also you, I don't know if you do this anymore, but for a long time, you also taught classes, like Pilates classes. Yeah. Dance classes. Oh, yeah. I Just forgot like about yeah, performance. I that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's definitely memorized um, also. So it's, can I memorize, like, I think, uh, yes. Can I memorize something and like perform it to a certain degree? I think so. But I still find it really incredibly impressive and I don't just know how anyone has the courage to be like yep I'm gonna do that and go on the stage and just like see what happens that's a different type of skill I think that's I mean I literally think it's the skill of making that decision beforehand almost that allows you to do that yeah um which is kind of neat and I'm explaining something that you guys do so I pretty sure stop (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that That's, that's great well, yeah. what you were saying about it's like intimidating to hang out with performers. I like, I feel that way too. I think of myself oh, as okay. a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Who does performing. Yeah. Like I do it on the side and it, it doesn't like scare me, which is one, saying one thing, but when I'm just like in normal social interactions with performers, actors specifically, I feel like really self-conscious, like I have nothing to talk about. I mean, it depends on the person, but a lot Mm -hmm. of people I feel that way with. I'm like, oh, this is not my wheelhouse. I have to like constantly make jokes all the time and like uh, do bits. And To be fair, that's because... That's because performers and improvisers are like very awkward people. <laughs> like, I feel like that says more about their lack of social skills than yours, <laughs> in my opinion. But I also feel you on like just being like, because I feel like when you started improv, you weren't like, and now I will begin my acting career. Yeah. You were like, I want to make friends. Like, I feel like Chelsea, you're the mm. only one that's really like a professional performer here. Wow. Thank you. <gasps> I don't, oh my I mean, gosh. I don't know. I just remembered when you said that about Chelsea, that the other thing that I remember about you, Chelsea, was that when I first got on Twitter, I was like, this girl is so funny. And I sent your Twitter. I literally had friends. I made friends get Twitter. I was like, you need to follow this girl, Chelsea. Like, she's so funny. Like, and I would send them tweets like 
all the time. So it's the other. So that professional part, like a hundred percent, because the tweet, the tweeting is so good. Yeah, follow so Chelsea on Twitter for sure. At Hulk Chogan. <laughs> Just the even the name. <laughs> Chelsea, I feel like that's like the best compliment that you ever like. Yeah, no, literally, that's like literally the best compliment anyone could ever give me. So thank you very much. Jamie, I'm curious to like hear about some of your earlier friendships and like how you like what role friendship kind of like has played in your life throughout your life and if that's changed at all. And you mentioned you were like really shy, but not with your friends. So I'm like curious about I don't. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't have like a more pointed question, but if anyone else does, um, or I would just like love to hear what thoughts come up when I ask that. Okay, I will try to come up with something very, very thoughtful and like just exploding people's minds when I talk about this. It can also be stupid. I mean, one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is like the stupid specifics that friends have. Like the Tinder for dog thing is just like a stupid friend specific, right? Like, yeah. do you and your friends have like specific nicknames for each other or are there memories that you have from when you were a kid that were like, you had like some kind of weird specific little like routine or... I definitely recall like I was definitely a child who wanted to sleep at everyone else's house all the time and friendship was like, um, I think that's like, I... I've actually, I think, briefly spoken with you about this, Sarah, where I, like, need friends. Like, I love to socialize and I like to do something. Like, I don't, when I apply for a job, I want to apply with someone. Like, I don't want to be alone in the job. Like, everything I do, I want to do it with someone. Like, let's write this paper together. Like, let's do our homework together. And I I think that friendship to me is, like, gives me energy you know, like having someone else. So the same thing with like cleaning my room, I could never clean my room unless like I had a friend sitting in the room chatting away with me or like hanging out. If it's, it's just like, I don't know. Um, if maybe everyone's like, yeah, that's what friendship is. I don't know. But, uh, definitely for me, I have friends, I guess it's not for everyone because I have friends who are more independent when I would be surprised. And I was like, wait, why don't you want to go to Walgreens with me? Like you want to hang out by yourself at home? Like that's weird to me because I would never, if someone invites me anywhere, I'm like, I want to do that and hang around, you know, unless like, obviously not always. Anything? um, Like is there (laughs) there any boundary? Like (laughs) I want to go pick out a coffin. Will you come with me? I would go with you. Cool. Thanks. I would definitely go with you. I, I would do pr- help you. Yeah. I do feel awesome. like our oh. our friendship, like the, the actual like things that we've done together, a lot of them have been like these kind of unremarkable. Like I feel like I've sat with you while you clean your room hundreds of, yes. not hundreds, but lots of times. <laughs> like... We went to like go I pick have up a like very clean room for anyone who thinks that uh Sarah just called out my disaster room on here. <laughs> uh it's usually like Sean's at work and he's like gonna come home. Like, can you like I need to clean? Do you wanna just hang out with me? <laughs> and I need attention while I do it. I it's actually and then like pathetic now running and like running errands, like going like I feel like recently I mean not that recently, I guess, but we went to like pick up you know, dog food for Riley. Yeah. But it's just yes, like these like little kind of like errands and chores and things that it's like you have to do it. It's just better to do it with someone than by yourself. 
Yeah, which I, like I relate to, do, to. Yeah, I like to do things just with someone all the time. I am a child. <laughs> I need constant <laughs> supervision from my friends. I don't know. No, um, but it's been like that my whole life. Like I always wanted to sleep at people's houses. I always wanted to have someone like, can this person come? Can you know? And then you would have my friend Kira actually she'll I literally would beg her to quit her job to come hang out sometimes I'd be like please or take the bus home with me because I was like you know actually this sounds like I'm a terrible friend and I'm super (laughs) manipulative and your job break up with your boyfriend (laughs) so yeah but um hopefully I reciprocate for that that for people but now I'm thinking about that I should probably do a better job and do some errands and chores with other people um, but yeah, that's friendship to me. I don't know. I, I love it. <laughs> Does any, I don't know. Maybe some people don't like, it. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the weird thing about me is, yeah, no, I love friendship. Five stars on Yelp. My Yelp review is, I really enjoy it. And, um, I think that I wouldn't say, I also think I'm quick to become like really attached to people too and get to know them really well. I'll share very personal things with like someone I barely know. And then that, I do think that's actually what turns them into really close relationships though, is because I don't know that, that then I think allows people to feel comfortable sharing that with me. And then it's like, I don't know. I think it's easy and quick to make really good friends. Mm. Generally, and, you know, we speaking. don't have to be like too specific at all, but I, I mean, you've gone through some really difficult life things. And mm-hmm. my guess is that you've really come to rely on friends to just help you pull you out of yeah. some really tough times. Yeah, I do have a friend who lived with me right after my mom passed away and watched me go through this insane OCD thing. She, like, I literally started collecting trash it was it was like a my I started bringing home bags of trash from school and my dad was like okay like you need to see someone this is like not okay but I'll never forget like my friend Alex who I lived with she put up with me I can't believe she put up with me she literally I would be like she would ask me is this trash because I didn't want to throw certain things away I I had they had to be thrown away in my hometown not in my college town for some reason because I felt like it was like leaving pieces of me in this town I wanted everything to come home Mm. just a weird insane thing but um she she would ask me before throwing away truly actual trash she would be like is this trash or do you want to keep she like put up with that and like went through that with me um so definitely I can't believe she did that. Like to this day, I'm like, what an impressive person to watch me do that. And then, you know, help me through it. And then she would make decisions for me when I couldn't make a decision and needed someone. Cause there would be times where I was like, I remember shopping for a binder and I spent almost two hours in office depot because I was afraid I was going to pick the wrong one. And if I picked the wrong one, something bad was going to happen. Like I was going to cause the death of someone else. And I called her and I was like, can you make this decision? And she went, came and picked a binder for me. Like just so definitely have relied on friends in a lot of scenarios and, and just like my friend, Emily, her family became my family. I, every holiday was at her house. Like truly, 
you know, literally they like became my family. Every vacation they went on, I went on too. Like they just basically adopted me into their family, like for the years after that as well. So I guess, yeah, I'm very thankful for a lot of friendships during those times. Cause yeah, they, um, were incredibly supportive for some strange things that I was <laughs> going through and doing. <laughs> That's amazing. And I love the specifics of friendship where it's like, you'd almost say like, what makes a good friend is somebody who would sit there and pick out a binder with me for three hours. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. Most like that's a, that's a very you specific like ex, ex, experience specific thing that only you two understand, which is just really profound. Um, is there anything else that you would say when you think about like friendship in general? Like, what makes a good friend? Um, in general, I think a good friend is someone who is supportive but also has boundaries because. Um, I think sometimes friendships can turn sour if it's not like clear and you like cross lines, not like crossing lines, but, um, I don't know. I I think it's important to like, just like a relationship with your partner, um, a romantic relationship. Like I definitely crossed boundaries. I think when I was asking my friend to quit her job and that was like, not okay. You know what I mean? And she never, ever gave me shit about it. But now I'm like, I should not have done like, that was not, I was definitely putting like my own, like, I want to hang out before like her actual requirements of her life and responsibilities and things like that. So I think for yourself and then you know understanding those boundaries like with your friends and like what's appropriate and how to treat someone else too but you learn I guess you learn that through friendships over time and over life and what yeah I think um like uh, on that note like what role if any like does conflict have in your like close friendships or do you feel like that's a component. I mean, I feel like that's something that can happen like when boundaries are crossed and then you either overcome it or you don't. Um, yeah, I think I'm bad at, um, conflict in general, navigating it. You know, when you're young there, it's, everything is so much more dramatic and full of conflict. But now I would say as an adult, I think I don't really feel like I have that often with friends. And when I do, usually, I don't think it's enough to warrant a conversation for the most part. Usually I'm like, this is either something I accept about this person or I am just probably overreacting or not. I don't know if you guys feel the same about friendships, but I don't think in my adult life I've had many, maybe like a one-off here and there of like a weird situation that I was like, I don't know what to do. But yeah. for the most part, I usually do nothing, which is probably <laughs> a bad thing. It's the same yeah. with like a letter I get from my insurance company that I'm like, mm, I don't know <laughs> what to do. So I just do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it doesn't, cause you said you either accept it about them or something else, but I feel like, yeah, when we're, when we're younger, if someone acts in a way that like you don't think that they should act or like you have a perception of them and then they, you know, you think that they like chalupas, but then they choose like chimichangas. You're like, I mean, that's a very basic 
example, but you, I feel like when you're younger, you take like more issue with just Mm -hmm. those types of things. But when you're older, you're just like, eh, that's just a facet of that person's personality and I'll like learn to work through it. And I feel like conflict more arises uh, with like interpersonal stuff where like maybe they disappointed you and like affected you in a certain way and maybe that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say this relates to like the boundaries thing. If like it's in a way, I've definitely, there, there, there have been times where there was an expectation of me as a friend that I didn't know I was supposed to be like mm-hmm. providing. And then there's been conflict related to that. And then I have to decide, am I willing to provide that level of like friendship and comfort and support to this person? Or it, am I just, do I not have room for that in my own life? And I need to just like let this friendship kind of go. And I, I don't know, I'm definitely not, I don't think I know the best way to handle that. And I would say my way of doing it's kind of just like letting it go and being like, this isn't, I'm not able to provide this person with like the support that they need. So we probably, I probably shouldn't, we shouldn't have like a regular exchange Mm. between each other because it's not fulfilling to them. And I don't think that I'm capable of like providing that level of, um, exchange. Mm-hmm. I sound like I'm talking like a <laughs> con- a contract or something. No. I don't know. That is in- like an you- interesting point of friendship though. I feel like everyone goes into friendships with different expectations of what mm-hmm. friendship means and what they want out of the friendship. Um, I think some people go in with like strong opinions and expectations about what that friendship will be for them and what it will give them and other people and how that person will be and and other people go in a little bit more like open and just being like what's here um and kind of adjusting along yeah like I have always thought of my friend myself as a good friend and then I learned that I disappointed someone once and I was like shocked to hear this like it really came as a shock to me and I was I was hurt because I was like I don't think I did anything wrong and I also was hurt for them because I was like I don't I never want anyone to be going around thinking that I don't care about them or, but I had, you know, there are certain priorities, you know, you prioritize your life and there were just, I didn't know that there was a different expectation than what I was providing. And when I found that out, I was like, definitely upset. Cause I was like, how did this happen? Like, whose fault is this? Like, did I, was I supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z or, you know, should that have, you know, should that, is it that person's responsibility to share what they need out of the relationship up front with me or let me know? I don't know. It was like a weird scenario that I had never run into. And that's when I realized like, okay, like I, you can't just always, everyone doesn't always work out as a friend. It's not like a thing. There are falling out Mm -hmm. situations where you just don't recover from that as a friendship or not even like, you don't recover. You're just like, this, this relationship isn't going to be good for either of us because mm-hmm. I'm always going to feel like I'm failing or, and you're going to feel like you're not getting what you need from it kind of thing. Yeah. You're a person with really strong political views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm wondering if at any point you've ever had any conflict come up over that. Um, with friends, definitely. I, one of my, actually one of my best friends 
I wouldn't say that we have like drastically different political views, but we do, we became really good friends on debate team actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, we shared similar views, uh, and she's incredibly smart and, but I would say the great thing about our friendship is that she definitely pushes me to think about my, I guess, arguments on my side a little bit more because, you know, it's easy to dismiss some like really, ins- I don't want to say insane, but like the arguments that are on the total opposite end that you're like, I just like have no idea how anyone agrees or thinks this, but then there are some moderate views that I'm like, okay, I can actually see why you think that. And why did I never consider this? in my own thought. Um, not that I have like a specific example right now on the top of my head, but, um, I mean, that's one area. And then I guess if, but I think to like an extreme degree, I wouldn't say that I have, and maybe this is something I need to seek out, but I wouldn't say that I have friends who are like on a polar opposite. I just, those are kind of people who like, eventually we lost, touch if you will because I was like we have draft I don't think we're ever going to be able to agree on these things and these are really important val- I guess it's like setting your own boundaries too like I don't like to argue with people and have conflict in relationships regularly um, unless I like absolutely have to for whatever reason for some reason but um, yeah for the most part I would say that's an example of where friendships just like died out over time or like ended uh because as you get older well you're also I think you start to migrate towards an entire social group that is similar to you whereas when you're young and in school you're not like you know you're around a bunch of different people who are in the same zip code as you Mm -hmm. more or less not because they have the same beliefs as you for sure so I had a question, which is essentially just like, what is your perfect like friendship alchemy in terms of, it could be qualities of a, of a person that you look for in a person, but it could also be sort of more environmental things like available to like hang out with you while you do chores or <laughs> available on text or, you know, very responsive or like just like, curious. Is it almost yeah. like if you had to create like a Frankenstein's monster version of like a perfect friend. <laughs> but like qualities that, of that person, but also about the environment yeah. of the friendship. I so I guess I would say someone so I it's really important to me to work with people who I can like be full on friends with because you're with them all the time. And there's been a few times where I've had incredibly close friends at work. So I would say like the perfect environment is where you can literally work with them all day or be around them all day and like just have the best time ever. Everything's light and easy and jokey. And um, I mean, so my coworker, Jill, like we literally were like, we we want to sit by each other. We moved desks and we told our the VP of our group. We were like, we want to sit by each other so we can hold hands out while we work. Like it's <laughs> like the you know the folks that I work with. I've been lucky enough to be like I love them, love them so much. We text all the time. And it's mostly just love notes, like literally, just like I love you, <laughs> like all the time. I love you so much. Like, I love you. Did you just bring in that hand in that TPS report? I love yeah, you. Exa- yeah, and like notes on each other's desks and stuff. Actually, I think I saw a tweet that was something like, 
the work friend is like one of the most devastating things of COVID because <laughs> it's like the person you saw all the time and now they're just like gone from your life. But yeah, so I guess environment wise, it'll be someone who can be with all day long in not stressful, but like a required situation and not have any issues with. And then in that person, definitely like lightheartedness, humor, empathy, I think is a huge thing. And, um, I think like security in themselves, because that makes an easy friendship. If someone is really like secure and confident in themselves because you feed off that you know I think you feed off your friend's energy I don't know if you guys feel like this but sometimes I feel like a chameleon different friends will bring out like totally different sides to you like I have one friend another Sarah who when I text with her we speak like it's like a different language I'm like how did we come up with this weird way that we talk to each other that I don't talk with anybody but she like brings it out in me it's like a jokier side that I don't necessarily, I don't know. So yeah, I think you need that like security and confidence in someone else because it brings it out in you. When they're really confident and open, you're more confident and open and more like, you know, I think it's the same thing. Like when I said, when I meet someone, I'm willing to like share probably way too personal things, but then they'll share with me because they're like, I guess I know, you know, I know this person so well, you feel closer to people when you share like those experiences and you get to know them and trust them. I don't know. I don't know if I answered the question. You totally did. Okay. You totally did. And I do feel like it's interesting because I definitely relate in the sense of like, it's nice just to be able to spend time with someone just to like, for it to just be easy to be with someone and also like a lightheartedness. But I know people who like thrive off of conflict and for them, their perfect alchemy would be Mm -hmm. like someone who's willing to have tough conversations like on the weekly, you know, like that kind of thing. Where for me, I'm like, that's a nightmare. Like, why would you want to spend your time that way? But (laughs) (laughs) that's what your boyfriend is for (laughs) actually speaking of your whoever your partner your boyfriend slash fiance um I almost was like are you guys married do you feel like no dating do you feel like since getting into that kind of like long-term serious committed relationship it has changed your friendships like do you feel like it's had an effect on your non-romantic friendships yeah well definitely I actually noticed this so lately I've been working a lot like non-stop um and it's weird because I'm around Sean all day all day he's in the house but we're not communicating at all I'm, I'm just on the phone all day with um co-workers or on project stuff and by the time I get off the phone then Sean and I will just go on and on about like news events and so like we do our like oh my gosh, can you believe that, you know, that for an hour and a half. And then we are stuck, you know, I'm also like detoxing from the day's work. So I'm like going through my social media, going through, you know, things I need to catch up personally. And then we go to bed and it's like, who is this person that I like live with and I'm around at all. And then there'll be a day that I have offered, he has offered something and we'll actually get to like hang out. And I'm like, oh yeah, like we're friends, like we were friends and we'll joke around and it's like, you remember that person. So I do think it changes in the sense that 
you are with this person for all of those chores, those things that I was talking about that you do with someone um, constantly. And in that you can not lose the relationship, but like um, not have that relationship. So it's nice to take time off and like spend time together and be like, Oh yeah. Like you're Sean from seven. <laughs> and we want to hear about that. We want to get you guys on the pod sometime to tell about your friend to love relationship, your, your journey. <laughs> I'm also curious about like how getting into a relationship has affected like your other friendships or if it has, um, mm-hmm. I know it was like kind of a weird cause your relationship with Sean conflated with moving across the country. So I'm sure that also, had in effect but you know just hearing how much you relied on friends as a younger person um and then having Sean having Sean to rely on I would I'm just curious about like if that yeah yeah well I mean it is an interesting thing to go from friends to also like boyfriend and girlfriend too um well, the thing is, though, when I moved, we were just starting dating. So I think anyone who's in that beginning of the relationship, like you kind of just don't care about anything except that relationship. Like, luckily, we were older. Like, I mean, not that old, I guess, now that I'm older than that age. But at the time, we were older than in high school. Um So I don't think my friends needed as much from me. And I didn't need as much from them. Um as I did when I was in high school or middle school, but, um, yeah, I think what was hard about that was not being surrounded by like so many of my friends in that. When I, when I moved to be with Sean, I didn't, I didn't know anyone in LA really like, um, and that's why the theater was such a crazy and just amazing place for me because there were so many people who were making friends and in the same position and just that community I feel like is very welcoming and um it made it really easy and even uh, I will say this too when my new job at the company I worked for when I first moved out I didn't really have a team I was like a sole worker so it was like really difficult I came from a team environment where I would work with six people my age all the time. So it's easy to make friends at that company. And then I moved into a situation where I was the only person who did what I did. Um, and then I moved into an apartment where in another state where I didn't have anybody, um, like all of those relationships I had in Florida were still in Florida. So I had to build them up again in California, but I do think like, I enjoy most people. I say, I I think for the most part, I enjoy talking to people and meeting people and so I don't I wouldn't say it's like easy to make friends but um you know the theater had groups of people that were willing to just like welcome you into their life and it was so fun to just find the same kind of comforts that I had in Florida here in LA here I'm not even in LA right now in LA and now I feel like LA is home and like all my, I'm like, this is crazy. Like coming back to Florida, I'm like, all my friends are in LA. And it's like, I mean, there's still friends who are here. Um, actually a lot of them have moved as well. Um, so I, I think if you're that dependent on friendships, at least for me, you, that's the first thing you seek out in like the new city is like who, like be my friend. Like you, you find those people to like, um, 
go to Bagel Nosh with every weekend (laughs) and just um, connect with. Yeah. Well, we're so happy you're our friend, Jamie. I love being friends with you guys and just being a friend. <laughs> Even though now thinking everything I said, I'm like, I think I just made myself sound like the worst person. I'm like, come do chores with me. No, <laughs> no. When you said that, I was like, oh, I can ask people to come over when I'm doing my chores. That is such a good idea. I hate doing that stuff. Sarah has done that for me sometimes, but she always offered it up. She was like, I can do that. And I was like, oh yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. I like to FaceTime people while I'm doing stuff too. I think it just makes it feel like a more, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not a good thing. I probably just <laughs> learned that I'm like abusing my friendships. Like it's more palatable. It makes life more fun. No, you're yeah. Yeah, you're you're codependent. And that's okay. I am a hundred percent codependent. Thank you. The new thing. Codependence is the new thing. I just wanted to say thank <laughs> you so much for being on. Um, thank you. <laughs> and we'll see you when you come back to LA. And if you ever want to. I can't wait to yeah. see you guys. Yeah, we can social. I miss you guys. Social so much. D it up. Um, social D. Yes, <laughs> we need that social D. Uh, well, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us, we're at the Nosh Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Gmail account. If you have a email you want to send us, the at uh, the Nosh Podcast at Gmail and um, if you want to leave us a review, five stars, uh, we would really appreciate that. That means a lot. And if you leave a nice review or, you know, I'll say any review at all at this point, because maybe you write a bad one and that would be interesting. Um, but we would read it out loud. I don't think you will, though, because you love us. Um, and we'll see you guys on the group chat. Bye. Bye. Thank you. You can always count on Cause you know that your friends are always there
No, it's the time that we're supposed to go um, have dinner with um, one of Sean's friends out, outside. I feel like I constantly want to, like, clarify because he was supposed to take the bar exam, but then they canceled it. So does Hal. Oh. So does Hal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean. Okay. Hi, Sean. I know. Sean, where is it? I know, I know. I I just clarified Sean, we're not going where to a is restaurant. It? But where is clarify. it though? Where is it? Uh, yeah. Where is it? They want to know, Sean. <laughs> where? <laughs> we miss you, Sean. Sean, are you that on was the podcast? His contribution. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Okay. You guys want to start? Do you want me to start? Intro? Are you recording yeah. that? Because that was good stuff. Yeah, I recorded it. Yes. And I'm going to put it on a CD and sell it. <laughs> In Venice Beach. You should have it after the song, like, as, like, a little, if they kept listening. Yeah. As an Easter egg. Because yeah. really big fans of the Nosh podcast. Love Easter? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, remember our Easter Bunny episode? Oh yeah, we did an Easter Bunny episode. Yeah, I feel like I remember that, but maybe I. Yeah, you were in that episode. I, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, why did I? 